Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Today's topic, getting a good investment return isn't a good retirement goal. Dallas. Thanks, Michael. We debated quite a bit what to actually title this podcast. So I'll start with the thesis and then we can explain why we, we think this is relevant. Often when uh, people come to see us for the first time, we talk about, you know, what are your goals or what is it that you, is important to you? What are you trying to achieve? Um, what are your objectives? There's any, any number of different ways and different language that you can use to try and get at that. And one of the things that sometimes people say is, you know, a goal or what's an objective is, is you know, I want to get a good return. I, I want to, and they often, you know, will say things. I want to get my money working for me, make sure I'm getting a good return on my super, that sort of thing. So what we often find though is that that, or I guess for a start, what I'd say is that isn't really a a goal or a, or, a, or an objective. To me, it's a means to a to an objective. So, what I mean by that is one of the key things that we talk about with our clients is with your money that you've got in superannuation and your money that you contribute in. You know, we want to get that working as hard as possible. As you've said many many times, Michael, <laughs> your money has to get dressed and go to work for you. So we know that we know that working that money hard is really important. But what I'd say there is that getting that return or getting that money working for you, it's kind of necessary but not sufficient. It doesn't, it doesn't help to just get a good return if, it, if you're still not going to be on track to be where you need to be. Well, I think I can explain it more succinct than that, Dallas. <laughs> 10% on $1,000 yeah. is $100. Yeah. 10% on a $1 million is $100,000. Now, those two people yeah. in vastly different yeah. lifestyles yes. with the same percentage return. Yeah. So, so just to look at it in, in those simple terms, yep. because percentage yep. is 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 relevant to yes. the, the, the is the denominator the, the wrong, yeah, yeah. is, that, is that the wrong term? I was about um, to say numerator or denominator or something like that, but yeah, that's exactly. But people think of things in percentages. So yep. the the yeah you know, the average this yep. year was eight yep. percent. I got ten percent. Yep. Therefore, yep. that implies. I'm ahead of those other people that yep. got eight percent. Yeah, and 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 yep. and you may be whilst you're not going to knock back. Yeah, a better return no. than a lower return. Yeah, it like you said, it 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 may be necessary or it could be necessary but not sufficient. Yes, and that's some of the different potential titles that we, that we had for this were. Um, the one idea I had was you you can't eat a good investment return, and what I mean by that, like you just said, is that. If you get to retirement and you really needed you needed to get to two million dollars and you only got to one million dollars and and you got a good return along the way, well, that's great and you might feel good about that. But you're still far short of where you needed to be. You can't you can't eat that good return, you know. And yes, you can try and get a good return on that money, but if if the base of, of capital that you've got at that point in time just isn't enough, it doesn't matter whether you get an eight percent return or a nine percent return for that next year. You just you're starting to chew into that money right from day one. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You can't redeem that with a good investment return. 
that's one thing. And, and and another thing is where you own those assets yes. and what taxation rate you're yeah. going to pay and what um, what is the what is the breakup of that good return? So, yeah. um, an example is a, 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 a many many years ago, before I started this business, a client, a, pros, a prospective client, came to see me. Hmm. Uh, he was a surgeon, yeah, and he was on the top marginal rate of tax. Yep. Um, he had set up an investment outside of superannuation uh, with another advisor, yeah, and he got a very very good return, yeah, in but- one particular year. Now, now what he was shocked to see was most of that return was realized capital gain yes in the vicinity of $250,000 yeah now what that meant for him quite simply yep. was that a a good return of 10% before tax yeah very very quickly became a an average return of 5% after tax yes. he, he he was losing virtually $125,000 of that $250,000 yeah. of return so there's just so many different Different. Um, That's exactly right. Different pieces of the puzzle. Yes, and, and and people attempt to break it down to a sim, to to too simple of a uh, yeah. an equation of what's the. Return I get X that. amount of return. Yeah. That's better than. Yeah. You know, a is better than B. Yeah. A was ten. B yeah. was eight. Yes. Of course, A yeah. is better than and B, but it all depends on. Yep. so many other elements well that's right because as you just touched on one of the simple ones is okay that's your gross return what about your after tax return if you own that you know if you get an eight percent return on on uh on your retirement savings and it's owned through a pension account and you pay zero percent tax on it then that's going to be a much better a much better return than if you get a nine percent return but it's owned in your own name and you're paying 35 percent tax that yep, kind of thing absolutely so, um the the other points which you've just touched on there are that you, you might get a nine percent return, but if you just haven't built up enough in retirement savings, you it, it doesn't. You know, if you get a nine percent return on a much smaller capital base, it doesn't help you because you, you you still need you actually need to spend the actual dollars at the end at the, in in your retirement. So that's that's another that's I think one for me where that's a key because you see it a lot with people. Um, there's a term in, in financial planning uh, we talk we talk about this where it's called playing office where rather than actually doing financial planning work it's easy to get caught up in you know the the business management and looking at your numbers and the metrics of all these things but you're not actually doing anything constructive for anyone and so you just you can't get paid for that you're not gonna you're not adding any value to your client's mm-hmm. life you're not doing anything useful you're just playing office and I think that's a big one that we see with with people with their retirement savings is that if you've got five hundred thousand dollars in super, and and you're trying to get that to one point five million, you know, yes, you want to get that money working for you, but that's a pretty simple process, really. It's about getting that decision right at the start and and sticking to that investment strategy. Any time that you spend on mucking around with it and trying to pick which company, you know, all those sorts of things to try and get a good return, is probably just a bit of playing office. You're distracting yourself from the fact that hey, there are other things that I need to be doing. Should I be saving more? Should I be uh, going and trying to you know, do things that are going to get me a promotion at work to get more income? Should I be trying to set up a, a business on the side that I can run through longer? All these sorts of things that you can control and that are probably more important, they're not as exciting as trying to get a good investment return and that's why I think it's easy to get distracted by that. And the assumption is that you can get a good return. Sorry, the assumption is that you can get a better return than good investment yeah. return. Yeah. 
and that's, that's, it's, that, it's an incorrect assumption to yes. start with because because even the great man Warren Buffett himself yeah. would say that even he can't yeah. get better than yeah. expected yeah. investment returns sometimes. Now, he's being humble yeah. because he has managed to do that for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. But but um, but but professional fund managers all around the world. Yeah. If you just quite simply put put um, the took the top half yeah. and then took the bottom half. Yeah. Uh, in any given year, half yeah. might be above. Yeah. You know, what's the the yeah, benchmark average. rate of return, and the other half will be below. And you have no way of knowing that of knowing advance. that. Yeah. You know, going into that, you can only look yeah. at that. Anecdotally, and that's that's I think a, a key there is sometimes what you what you try and what you see people try and do is to you know you want to work that money hard and you want to get that invested in the right asset classes for your time horizon and, and for your needs. But you get into the territory where once you've done that, if you're trying to squeeze extra return out that just isn't there, you know there's there is. There's a frontier at which you, the only way to get more returns is to take on more risk. And so, once you've done the work to get that money invested and get it working for you and, and have that rolling along, anytime you find yourself trying to squeeze a, a bit extra here, squeeze a bit extra there, you need to be aware of, am, am I actually able to get that just extra return? Is that return for free or am I just taking on hidden risk to, to do that? And, you know, we've talked about that in it's, – it's sort of a similar way I think of it is – the, the podcast we did about uh, junk bonds masquerading as term deposits. If, if term deposits are paying 1% and an investment fund says, hey, put our money, put your money with us, we'll guarantee you a 6% return, it's probably not a free 5%. It's just you're just hiding that risk in there somewhere. If you can't, and that's I think the thing is, if you can't point at it and say this is why I'm getting the extra return, it's probably just some hidden risk that, that's in there behind the scenes and that's, you know, for most people that we're talking about here, you just can't afford to take. You can afford volatility. You know, if you're 55 and you're saving for retirement, you can watch your balance go up and down by a fair bit every year, and you contribute in. That's volatility is fine, but you really can't take on risk. You can't. You can't run a risk of that money blowing up or going to zero. So, once you've once you've gotten you know that sort of benchmark return of the asset class you're invested into. The only way to really squeeze out return above that is to outperform the averages, mm. which is, uh, as you just said, you know, maybe Warren Buffett can do it, but not many others. Uh, the only other way to do it is just to add in extra risk that's kind of hidden behind the scenes. Mm. So, you know, you always be, like you said before, something, if it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. It, it's the way that I think of it is that, you know, you've got to get a good return. That's necessary. It's, it, it's important and you've got to get that money away from you, but the rest of your focus then shouldn't be on trying to, you know, trick these, trying to get a tricky way to get a good return. It should be on the basics of minimising tax, making sure that you're putting enough away, making sure that you're doing everything you can to increase your income, making sure you're doing everything you can to minimise your expenses, all those sorts of things. You're going to get uh, a much better outcome. And then, as we said, separate to that, whether you get a good return or not, that's not a retirement goal. That's not a target that we should be shooting for. It's it's just a box that we have to tick. We have to make sure we do that in order to get to the end that we've got in mind. And you could have two people 10 years out from retirement and uh, one, let's assume they get better than average rate of return of 10% a year. Yeah. And let's assume the average is 8% per year. Um, the first person, you know, they they... 
they get that 10% per year if they could achieve that, which they can't, yeah. but let's assume that they can, versus the second person who gets 8% rate yeah. of return but puts $1,000 in per yeah. fortnight. Yeah. Now, person B is coming out miles ahead of person A That's right. in that scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, like and, and they're doing the things that they can control, yes. um, picking up the tax deductions yeah. that they... A person A doesn't get because yep. they're not putting the money in. Yep. Um, um, really moving the needle with those other aspects whilst getting yep. the expected rate of return. Yeah. The other um, point, I guess, I was just thinking about with this as we're talking about it, where if you, you know, anytime you start to focus too much on getting a good return, the what's dangerous there is you can get caught in a bit of a short-term focus. And, and look backwards at a year and go, okay, what was the investment return that I got? over? Because obviously you can only do this looking backwards. Mm. You go, what, what return did I get over the last year? Uh, this guy, my next door neighbor, he got a better return with this other strategy. Oh, okay, well, I'll jump in and do that. And, and what you end up doing is you're basically just jumping into the latest trend and the latest trend. And invariably there's a, a great term, regression to the mean, which I think would probably be a good racehorse name as well, which is that if you're constantly changing your strategy – you're always by its nature going to be moving into the latest hot thing which has already run up in price. Mm-hmm. And so what you what you really want to do is pick an asset class or pick an investment strategy or a philosophy of this is how I'm going to invest my retirement savings. That's something that you know that you can sustainably stick to over the next 10 years leading up to retirement and then all through your retirement and that you know that on average that's going to get you where you need to be and then just stick to that. Don't get caught in this in the short-term trap of going... If, if you think that your job is to get a good investment return, you're going to pay too much attention to that and, and not only are you going to get distracted from the things that you can control, but by its nature, you're actually going to get caught going into into things that are going to take you further away from your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a great point to make there uh, for certain. So I've got nothing else to add. No, I think that's that's probably about it. I think between the, the, the couple of different uh, titles of this podcast and, and nutting that out, we've, we've worked out that that's really the key to me is that if you find yourself thinking that if you find yourself thinking that what you've got to focus on is getting a good return, just realize that that is one part of the puzzle, but it, it's not a goal, it's not an objective, it's just a means to an end. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.